0: What's up Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs here on Locked on Dolphins and on today's episode of the show, we're going to be looking at long term cornerstone pieces and building blocks for the Miami Dolphins offensive side of the football as the roster is currently constructed. We're looking at the quality of the player any red flags that may exist with players, what their contract terms are, how long they're under contract, how much outstanding guaranteed money they're owed, their age, how versatile they are, potential contract extension numbers, whole lot of good stuff right here on Locked on Dolphins.
1: You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What is up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Tuesday episode of Locked on Dolphins. It's October 12th, it's bright and early in the morning, and we are off and rolling with a project that I am working on, which is dedicated to evaluating the roster as it currently stands from a team-building perspective. Uh, Haven't had a chance to comb through the All-22 yet, so we're hoping to bring observations from Sunday's loss against Tampa Bay Uh, to the table either tomorrow or Thursday. And the other day this week in the heart of the week is going to be dedicated to the defensive side of the football and evaluating the players on the roster as things currently stand. And as we continue to have this conversation over the course of this week, you're going to find that there are some incomplete evaluations for players from a film perspective. And those are, for my money, the most important players that the Dolphins need to be dialed in on, continuing to evaluate throughout the course of this 2021 season. I'm your host here on Locked on Dolphins, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan director, scouting, the draftnetwork.com. I want to thank everybody for making Locked on Dolphins your first listen this morning. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. So the way this exercise is going to work this week is I've got a spreadsheet. It's all color-coded and pretty, and it's got all kinds of coding on it and so on and so forth, but here's the rules. We're looking to identify long-term building blocks on the Dolphins roster on both sides of the football, today on the offense. In order to qualify as a long-term building block, I must consider you to be an adequate starter or better you must be under contract beyond the 2022 offseason, and you must check a majority of the ancillary criteria and measures of value. Red flags, age, versatility, dollar commitments, and so on and so forth. I've come up with a number of different codes to quantify the player on the field, which is, of course, the most important part of the evaluation, like draft background showing here very much uh so the index you have roster cornerstone or franchise player you have quality starter you have rookie you have adequate starter you have replacement level quality depth non roster caliber practice squad developmental players and incomplete evaluations and those incomplete evaluations are the ones that hold the most weight because we have yet to be able to put them into a bucket definitively. And if they go into adequate starter or above, which would be adequate starter, rookie, quality starter, franchise player, or roster cornerstone, those are the players that we want to view as long-term building blocks on the roster. That's not to say there's not value for quality depth. Right? But you're not going to build your offensive identity around these kinds of players. You're not going to consider that box checked to have a depth player there. You need to have quality starters. You need to have reliable players. But understanding that roster construction, you don't need to have quality starters or better at every single spot along the roster. It's okay, and it's impossible to have that expectation that not any Super Bowl-winning roster is going to have players that you could say, yeah, you know, he's okay. You can't have any complete liabilities out there. And then there's a couple of red flags that I I have written down. Uh, Injury history is one. Size, untraditionally big and or small. Big's in there for one big member of the offensive line. And uh, functional athleticism. Uh, players that I just, I don't think you have the athletic ability to really stand out on the NFL landscape. We've got 40 players on the offensive side of the ball that we're going to try our best to work through in its entirety today. Starting with the quarterback room. Tua Tonga Jacoby Brissett, and Reed Sinnott. Tua is under contract through 2025, if you include his fifth year option. Jacoby Brissett's contract expires in 2022. Reed, Senate 2023. Two is 23. Jacoby's 28. Reed's 24. There is no versatility to be weighed out amongst quarterbacks, right? And here's the thing, Jacoby Brissett, I have rated as a replacement level player. He's a backup for a reason. We've seen that. If you wanted to re-sign him, he, he's in a contract year. It was a one-year, $5 million deal. I'm not going to advocate for Jacoby Brissett to be back in the building next year. Uh, I think they'd be well-served to have a, uh, another young guy now that Tua has a little bit of experience, assuming they don't do anything crazy and Tua it, it, it remains the income of beyond this year. Reed Sinnott is a practice squad developmental player. He's got a lot of really appealing upside and traits. But he played at the small school. He's inexperienced. You want to have that guy on the practice squad to continue to expand his breadth of knowledge and ability to run the NFL offense and playing at the NFL level with NFL athletes. So I've got Jacoby Brissett coded his replacement level. Reed Sinnott graded his practice squad developmental player. As a result, neither one of those players are going to be considered as long-term building blocks, never mind the fact that Jacoby Brissett's also in a contract here. Tua, this is an incomplete evaluation, and I think asking him or trying to put him in any other bucket would be unfair because he's obviously not had ideal conditions around him. He's obviously missed a handful of games with the broken ribs and the throwing hand injury last year. He missed the start against the Jets. He didn't start till the seventh game of last year's season in the first place. So, like, we're less than a year into the Tua Tongvaloa era as the starting quarterback of the Dolphins. And then the offensive line issues, the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing last year. This is an incomplete evaluation. But if, if we're looking at Tua and what his stability on this roster looks like, I do have him flagged for... Injury history and size. He is untraditionally small for quarterbacks in general. I think he's big enough. But if you're just looking at traditionally, if you look at his height and weight measures, I think he's in the 32nd percentile in weight and like the 4th percentile in height for quarterbacks to come through the NFL Combine, uh, according to mockdraftable.com. So he's not a big player, and that's okay. Okay. Now, you've seen smaller quarterbacks have success, but those guys also, they, their success stems from playing around their size. Like Russ is a lot of high-level anticipation and holding the ball and extending plays to allow himself to kind of see things develop deeper down the field. Kyler Murray, it's the elite speed that he offers. And his legs as a runner, that makes him a totally different dynamic. For two, it's going to have to be anticipation. It's going to have to be accuracy and footwork and timing. Those are where he's really going to have to shine to play around his size limitation. He's under contract through 2025. As I mentioned, he's 23 years old. Outstanding money to Tua in 2022 and beyond is just short of $18 million at this point in time. And that does not include the fifth year option, which if the fifth year option gets exercised as of right now, that's going to be like double what he's currently owed throughout the rest of his contract. So you got long-term contract, you got a big money commitment, incomplete evaluation. Is he a long-term building block? The answer here is maybe. And I don't want to sit here and and make blanket judgments about where I think the the Dolphins' direction with two is going to go. He's the top five pick in the draft, right? He hasn't really been given a fair shake to this point in time. Some extenuating circumstances, some limitations with the roster, a couple of injuries that is uh, that are, that have cost him a couple of games. I'm not ready to say yes, but I'm also unwilling to say no. This is a maybe, and I think that's what makes perhaps if you're you're looking for things to get excited about with this season, obviously not progressing the way that we thought it would. This is the number one storyline for what we need to watch for how Tua goes from here when he returns. Presumably this week, Brian Flores sounds optimistic that we will get Tua this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's great. We need him. We, we need to see what he can bring when he's not facing Bill Belichick and when he's not under barrage from blitzes left and right, which is what the Buffalo Bills cooked up for we are back, and better than ever, all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and don't forget to use our promo code locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Continuing on to the running back group. Got five names written down, Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, Savon Ahmed, Jared Dokes, and Patrick Laird. Here's the interesting thing about this group. 4 of these 5 names are expiring contracts in 2022. Now, granted, a handful of them are restricted free agents, like Jared Dokes who's on the practice squad, Safan Ahmed, which means Miami can retain these players for very very cheap, but they are technically not under contract and the Dolphins are going to have to make a decision on whether or not to retain these players. For twenty twenty-two and beyond. Here's how I rate them in the most important metric, which is on the field. I have Miles Gaskin listed as an adequate starter. I think we were it was a nice reminder in the tennis uh, the, the Tampa Bay game what he's physically capable of providing the offense. I'm not sure how it took this long to get him involved in any capacity. He was the guy that was the incumbent coming in that we all expected was gonna get the majority of the looks. Seemed like they kind of got rattled by him struggling in pass pro and got away from him a little bit. Hopefully this brings them back on track. I think he is comfortably the best option on the roster at this point in time. I think he's an adequate starter. Not a quality starter. He's not somebody you're going to hang your hat on. He's not a franchise player. But an adequate starter. If the rest of the environment around him is good, you can get away with Miles Gaskin being your starting running back. Uh, Gaskin himself is under contract through 2023. His outstanding guaranteed money beyond this year is $21,695, so next to nothing. Uh, He's versatile, winning the passing game and the running game, he's 24 years old. Miles Gaskin, for my money, could be considered a long-term building block, depending on how you want to build out the rest of the roster. If you want a stud running back to be a, a featured back, and no, maybe maybe you don't make that commitment to Miles Gaskin, but that opportunity is at least there for you. And I think we would like what we get in him, depending on what else is around because he's been productive when he's touched the football this season. Malcolm Brown, replacement level player, athleticism concerns, so he's been flagged for red flags. I think he's replacement level. 2022 expiring contract. He's 28 years old. He's not a versatile player. He should only be a short yardage guy and third down and pass pro situations. If you wanted to re-sign him, it's $1 to $2 million is likely what it's going to cost based on the contract that he just signed. Not a long-term building block. Ahmed, uh, I have listed his quality depth. I think he has the potential to be more but he hasn't shown that yet. Uh, but you get a pretty good feel for like his involvement in the passing game isn't necessarily at a point in which you would feel like you would want him to be on a starting level. So he's probably more of a platoon guy. Uh, so because I have him as an expiring kind, he's 22, he is vers- fairly versatile for running in different kinds of schemes. Inside zone, gap power, can get outside with speed. I don't think he's necessarily versatile in a pass-catching versus pass-blocking versus rusher role. I think he's primarily a rusher. Uh, I don't have him as a long-term building block, but I could see him being a long-term fixture here as a quality depth option. But you don't build around depth, right? That's a big mistake that that you don't want to make. You want to pay your best players and then have economic depth behind them. Uh, Jared Doakes, I have as a practice squad developmental player. He's currently on the practice squad. He's a seventh round pick. Patrick Laird, I have as a non roster caliber player. He was a really fun story. He's tough. He can catch the football, but he doesn't really have an athletic skill set that's going to command mismatches, even amongst running backs against linebackers. So we have our first long term building block in Miles Gaskin potential to be a long term building block. But even and even then I have him listed as just an adequate start. Wide receiver room is a hot mess. <laughs> Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle, Albert Wilson, Preston Williams, Lynn Bowden Jr., Matt Collins, Alan Hearns, Kirk Merritt, Isaiah Ford, Brandon Powell. There's a whole lot of names here who are expiring contracts. Will Fuller, Albert Wilson, technically Preston Williams as a restricted free agent. Mac Hollins, Kirk Merritt, Isaiah Ford, Brandon Powell. Some of these guys are restricted free agents. Merritt, Powell, Preston. You're going to have opportunities to um, manipulate them, bring them back at a reduced cost, right? I have injury tags on six names in this group. Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Albert Wilson, Preston Williams, Lynn Bowden Jr., Alan Hearns. That's a lot of injury uh, concerns for one room. Uh, I also have athleticism concerns for both Alan Hearns and Isaiah Ford. Here's how I break these players down from an on-the-field perspective as far as their quality as a player. Devontae Parker and Will Fuller, when healthy... I would both classify as quality starters, the second highest tier. Remember, it's roster cornerstone slash franchise players, quality starters, rookies, which obviously is the bucket that Jalen Waddle goes into, and then adequate starters. That and above is the threshold for players that can qualify to be long-term building blocks. Parker and Fuller, quality starters. Jalen Waddle, rookie. Albert Wilson, Nobody's going to sit here. Anybody who went to camp is going to tell you Albert Wilson was incredible at camp. I think at this point in time, as a 29-year-old, having drop issues on the field, injury concerns, he's a replacement-level player. I've got Preston Williams down for depth. I almost put Preston Williams down as an incomplete evaluation because he's missed half of each of the last two seasons, but that injury... History And that's obviously why he's been tagged with an injury red flag is part of the reason why I don't have him or I should say I wouldn't advocate for him to be a starter anyway, because the durability questions are concerning. Uh, Limbo and junior is an incomplete evaluation. He's played a season for Miami. He's on IR. We knew he was going to be raw because he was playing option quarterback his last year, Kentucky also with an injury flag. Uh, I think he's plenty versatile. He's 23 years old. He's owed no guaranteed money because the Dolphins traded for him and he's under contract to 2024. That's a player I can get excited about from an economic value and an upside value perspective. Would love to see if he was able to come back, but they put him on IR, so that means we're not going to see him for the entirety of the season. Uh, Matt Collins is an expiring contract, 28 years old. Uh, I have him as quality depth. Uh, for what he brings from a special teams value and as a backup big-bodied guy, like I kind of put him in the same boat as Savan Ahmed, where I would love to see him back and continue to be a Miami Dolphin. But you can't build around Mac Hollins in your wide receiver room or on the offensive side of the ball. It's just not enough production there. But this is a really well-respected player, a team captain. Uh, special teams value is through the roof. He's going to be economic. I I would venture to guess you could probably get him for $1.5 million. He signed a a one-year $1.2 million contract or something like that to stay with the team this year. Uh, But quality depth doesn't meet the threshold as adequate starter or above to qualify for a long-term building block. Alan Hearns, uh, non-roster caliber caliber player. Uh, He's under contract through 2023. He's 29 years old. Injuries and athleticism are concerns would expect if, as they continue to churn that wide receiver room, he's probably somebody who they take a look at. Kirk Merritt, restricted free agent this year, 2022. Uh, he's 24 years old. He's plenty versatile. They're going to be able to bring him back for super cheap. I have him down as a practice squad developmental player because that's obviously where he's at. I think the ceiling here is through the roof. Pretty exciting, but you're not going to take a guy who's on your practice squad and call him a long-term build block. And Isaiah Ford and Brandon Powell had both of those guys as non-roster caliber players. So, Devontae Parker and Will Fuller, guys that got the highest designation on the index for quality of player to this point in time. But they both have injury concerns. Will Fuller's in a contract year. They're 28 and 27 years old, respectively. And the, the injury stuff with Devontae Parker, it's all ticky-tack, and you can go all the way back to last year, and it's like December, must-win football games, soft tissue stuff's keeping you out of football games. Uh, you, he's under contract through 2024, but he's only owed $5.4 million in guaranteed money from this point in time, to which I'm kind of inclined to move on from Devontae Parker, to be honest. Uh, your best ability is availability, and Devonte's been a productive player for the Miami Dolphins when he's been on the field. But he is far too inconsistent with with he with his availability. I wouldn't give him away. You're not going to cut him, but this is a pretty friendly contract to trade, as long as you identify some other players and pieces to bring into the mix. Before you make that decision. There's one thing I'm not a fan of. It's just committing everything to getting guys off the roster. Without having a succession plan in place. Will Fuller. <laughs> we're getting the full Will Fuller experience. This season already. With uh, unavailable unavailability due to suspension. And unavailability due to a personal matter. That lasted one week. And then the injured reserve stint already. I don't know how you can justify bringing him back unless you get him on a major economic discount, but even then, you don't want to put all your eggs in this basket and rely on him. So I can't classify either one of these guys because of the injury issues that they've had respectively. Fuller's is much more severe, but Parker's is much more frustrating, I think. And they're 27 and 28 years old. There's some of the older players on the, the offensive side of the death chart. Not going to put either one of them in the bucket to be long-term building blocks because of the contextualized red flags that exist. They don't check the box for age. They don't check the box for injuries. Will Fuller's an expiring contract. It's frustrating. Jalen Waddell is, though. He's under contract through 2026 when you include his fifth-year option. Uh, outstanding guaranteed money, 2022 and beyond, $22 million. He's 22 years old, he's versatile, special teams impact. Uh, he continues to, everybody's a little sour on him because he dropped the football against Tampa Bay. Go watch the tape. If Miami had somebody who had more awareness to push the ball and be aggressive down the field and take shots to the sideline, Jalen Waddell had a lot of opportunities against the Bucks. They're playing soft coverage with Richard Sherman playing 15 yards off and, and Waddle's running right past him. There were opportunities to be had beyond what we saw for two catches for 31 yards, which is super frustrating. Maybe this is the week it gets back. Jalen Waddle, absolutely a long term building block. Albert Wilson, expiring contract injury issues? No. Preston Williams, consider him depth, you know, build around depth. Limbo and Junior, incomplete evaluation, but under contract through 2024, no guaranteed money, 23 years old, versatile. Yeah. I'm considering him because you are going to carry probably six wide receivers in any regime, in any coaching staff, no questions asked. Like, I'm ready to put him down on the roster through 2024 because of the versatility that he brings. Rest of these guys we already mentioned Matt Collins, but Hearns, Merritt, Ford, Powell nobody that you can really hitch your wagon to with any level of confidence that they're going to be productive NFL players. Which means through quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, I've identified three guys that we want to classify as long-term building blocks. Another couple of guys that are, are depth options that you want to keep around in Preston Williams, Matt Collins, and Sivan Ahmed. But your long-term building blocks at this point in time. Through the three position groups that we've tackled for my money are Miles Gaskin as an adequate starter, Jalen Waddell as a rookie in 2022, and Lynn Bowen Jr., who we don't re- even really know what he, his ceiling is, as an incomplete evaluation. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price is the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders
1: podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer
0: service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Shame on me for being naive enough to think that I was going to get through everything in a timely manner on the offensive side of the ball. I just looked up, just realized how long we've been talking here. Let's get tight ends and see where we're at. Tight ends. You got five names on the roster. Mike Gusecki, Adam Shaheen, Durham Smythe, Hunter Long, Seething Carter. Mike Gusecki is a quality star. Adam Shaheen, Durham Smythe, I have both listed as replacement level players. I also have Seething Carter down as a replacement level player. And obviously Hunter Long is a rookie. We don't really know what we have in him yet. We've seen glimpses. Would love to see him continue to get more involved in lieu of some of the other reps that are being given to other tight ends on the roster. Mike, obviously your best player, quality starter. He's the third quality starter that we've identified through the skill group on the entire roster. But he's an expiring contract in 2022. He's 26 years old. I wouldn't generally consider him to be versatile because he doesn't play teams and you wouldn't expect a, a cornerstone player to play teams anyway, but he's also a guy who is, it's, he's a receiving tight end, right? He can line up outside, he can line up inside, but as far as tight ends, like the lexicon of versatility for tight ends, I wouldn't generally consider him to be an overly diverse player. But if you want to bring him back, you can do so. It's probably going to take between 11 and $13 million to do that. If you get a deal done with Mike Gasecki, there's no question this is a long-term building block. He's only 26 years old. Just turned 26. If you don't want to bring Mike Gusecki back, this is the player on the offensive side of the football that is going to hold the most value. So what you do not do is just let this guy walk out the door. You can't. You can't just, uh, for as productive as he's been, for as good as he is in the passing game, if whoever, whether it's Brian Flores and Chris Greer, Brian Flores and someone else, someone else and Chris Greer, or someone else and someone else, regardless of what the regime looks like this offseason, if they ultimately evaluate this roster and make a decision and say, we drafted or Hunter Long's on this roster. We think he could be more of a traditional tight end. We want to have a more traditional tight end. We don't want to pay Mike Kisecki that kind of money when we can invest it elsewhere in the roster. So we're going to move on. You do not let him walk out the door. This is a tag and trade candidate because you're going to pretty, pretty damn good compensation for him because he's a damn good football player and a damn good pass catcher. But as we've been working through this offensive depth chart, it, it's quite clear We've only identified a handful of long-term building blocks in, the, in the, the passing game and in the offensive skill players. You might just want to pay this guy his money that he's earned and keep him on the roster. That's probably the way that I'm leaning right now, especially when you consider the current direction of the offense probably isn't a sustainable one that we're going to keep going with. Or maybe it is, and the quarterback is going to come back and change the dynamics of what what the offense looks like. Who knows? Again, that's the exciting part of the evaluation window for us at this point in time. Shaheen, Smythe, Carter—all replacement level players. For my money, uh, they all combined have just eight hundred and thirty thousand dollars in outstanding guaranteed money. They're all twenty six years old. I would all consider them to be somewhat versatile. Uh, Durham Smythe is an expiring contract. I did put him with an athleticism tag. Um, he's not overly dynamic, and he's not overly big as far as tight ends go. I don't think any of those guys are building blocks. Hunter Long gets classified as a rookie. Uh, he's under contract through 2025. He's 23 years old. He can run. He can pass. He can catch. He gets the benefit of the doubt as a long-term building block because he's a third round pick and I watched his tape and really liked his tape just like Jalen Waddle and because we don't have a big enough NFL sample size to make any judgments otherwise we're going to consider him to be a long-term fixture I'm going to also include Mike uh, because they're going to have the money to get this done Mike is another well-respected leader on the team and I am inclined to think that Uh, Mike's going to continue to get more involved. He has to. You have to continue to find ways to get your best players the ball. And if they don't this season, that's not an indictment of Mike. It's an indictment of the offensive structure that's going to be in place. And it's an indictment of me that we've ran this thing over, and it's like 32 minutes, and we've only gotten through the skill players. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to break the offensive linemen into a separate recording and a separate show that I should have time to do today. But as things currently stand, let's recap. We went through the entirety of the Miami Dolphins' skill players as things currently stand. And we have identified a handful of long-term building blocks on the offensive side of the ball. They are Jalen Waddell, Miles Gaskin, Limbo Jr., Mike Gusecki and Hunter Long with Tua Tongvaloa as a maybe. He and Lin Bowden are incomplete evaluations. But that's pretty damning when you think about it, right? You got an a adequate starter in Miles Gaskin. You got two rookies in Jalen Waddle and Hunter Long. You got Mike Gusecki who only made this list because I'm advocating for an extension at this point in time. And you have two incomplete evaluations in second-year players, in Limbo and Junior and Tua Tangabaloa. It's not a lot of answers. And as we continue to work through the offensive line, we'll continue to have some other conversations about the rest of the offensive unit. Now, now if Waddle ends up being what we think he's capable of being, and you do bring back Gisecki, and Tua makes a jump and instills confidence in what he can be long-term... You can be okay, especially when you get in the offensive line and you see all the youth that exists there, and and some of those guys, you know, they're, they're incomplete evaluations. But we're going to hit, and we'll talk about them a little later. You you can have maybe half of your offensive death chart be players who were brought in by this regime, who you're going to hang your hats on, and they're going to have earned it. Uh, but at this point in time, through the skill groups, two rookies, two incomplete evaluations. Uh, one quality starter and one adequate level starter. I mean, these are the guys based off the economics and their play on the field and their age project as long-term building block values for the Dolphins offensively. So we're going to do the offensive line later today. We're going to get into some All-22 later this week from Tampa. We're going to get into the defensive side of the ball. We're going to have a crossover Thursday with Locked on Jags hoping to have joe rose back on the show we're going to talk about the uh, game plan to beat jacksonville there's a lot that we're going to get into here on this show so i hope you guys plan accordingly keep it locked in right here on locked on dolphins i'm kyle Krabs. thanks as always for listening fins up and i'll talk to you guys again later when we come back and hit the offensive line
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast